0: I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. So this week, I wanted to talk about parenting. I have had a ton of questions about parenting and about... Um, just like how to be a parent when you have BPD, I had, there was a time where I didn't have really anyone listening, asking about parenting. So I wasn't talking too much about it, but there's been enough people wanting, um, some tips and tricks about parenting again, aside from just that one, two, three magic. So I wanted to kind of reach, reach out to that audience in today's episode. So almost like answering it's one big Q and a today. Um, Parenting with borderline personality disorder, it can be challenging. Um, I also, you know, there's also research that states that people do really well parenting children and sometimes the child becomes their motivation to not engage in BPD behaviors and it's actually like fosters recovery. So I'm really speaking to folks out there who do have difficulties, not saying that all people that, you know, have this diagnosis or, um, a diagnosis like this will have the same issue. I just want to be clear on that. Um, yeah. So when, with parenting, I think the the things that, the issues that come in with parenting when you are trying to work on your own identity development are issues with, one, being genuine, teaching your child anything that you... Are proud of because it's hard to be proud of yourself when you have such a a low self esteem and a low self image. I think imaginative play can be really difficult um, when people with BPD have children. I also believe another thing that can be sort of challenging is understanding how to discipline. I mean, being black and white thinkers, if you're someone that had no discipline growing up, maybe you want to be extremely disciplined and take that to a black and white sort of hyperbolic extreme. Or maybe you are someone who felt controlled. And so you want to be let your child have no discipline or very minimal discipline. Maybe you over were overprotected as a child so you don't really check in on your on your child now so you're underprotective <laughs> or maybe it was the opposite and no one really seemed to notice you so you now are overprotecting your child because you don't want anything bad to happen to them right so these kinds of familial patterns generational patterns intergenerational trauma they shape the way that you parent and the way that you look at parenting. And also, you know, if you have a hard time with identity, with regulating your emotions, if you have a short fuse, if you haven't done work on self-control and understand boundaries and the value of self-discipline, I mean, parenting in general is just going to be really hard because those are the things that children need. Children need to n- encouragement. Do you give yourself encouragement? So if the answer is no, are you encouraging your child? And do you have a way to track all of this, right? Get a habit tracker. I talked about this a few episodes ago. One thing to do to reparent, encouraging words to yourself, to your child. Watch your have your child watch you say encouraging words to your partner, to your family members, to people in the community, model being someone who encourages other people. It's one thing a child needs. A child needs to know that emotions come and go. They need to be able to rely on you. So when you're having an episode or if you take your family on an emotional roller coaster, your child's going to feel that too, at most any age. And they are also going to think and model The way that they handle emotions around the way that you and your partner handle emotions. So if you have episodes and you have a child who has intense tantrums, I wonder if the child is just learning that that's how we handle emotions in our house. They're just doing what they see. There's a book that was recommended to me lately called, or uh, recently, excuse me, called No Drama Discipline. So it gives a good formula in that book as to how to teach a child that emotions come and go, that there will be a wave of emotion, and eventually, if you take space and you allow the emotion to pass, that it will pass. When you teach a child these things, you're teaching them how to regulate their emotions. So even if you don't trust that emotions work that way for you, focus on your child and learn everything there is to learn and practice it yourself about how to regulate emotions and how to talk a child through regulating their emotions. So that way when you tell your child no and they have a big tantrum or they get angry with you if they're older or talk back to you, that you don't react, that you respond in such a way that coaches that child through how to deal with the emotions and the reaction when someone says no, how to deal with emotions that come with disappointment. When you have a child, your goal is to teach your child. Every moment is a moment to teach them something new. If they're over there by standing by your desk and they have your pen and you walk over to them and snatch that pen out of their hand, you're teaching them. You're teaching them that when you need something, you should just snatch it out, out, out the hand, (laughs) snatch it out my hand, right? So fast forward a week or so later, you get a call from the school because your child is the kid who's going around ripping stuff out of people's hands. He doesn't ask. He just takes it. So then he comes home and, you know, he's got now a consequence. Whoops. Uh-oh. Right? So parenting is also reparenting. You have to reparent yourself around Asking questions, slowing down, responding to your environment. Remember that every interaction you have with your child is, in an, is a teachable moment, that they are not having a tantrum or an emotion to manipulate you, to hurt you, to make things hard for you, because they purposely don't like you, because you're a failure as a mother. They are having re- reactions, or a father, excuse me, or a parent, right, they are having reactions to things in their environment, period. Children have to learn to have big in reactions and how to control them at home because if not, they end up like me, right? 15 years old, probably didn't get told mo- no much, I'd have to imagine, right? Some of, it's a blur, but I know that I would get what I wanted, but took me until 15 And even at 15, when someone said, no, you know what? I'm going to make a different choice. I wouldn't hear that. That was not in my wheelhouse. I didn't know what to do with that. If I had been trained to take disappointment, to understand that people mean what they say, to honor boundaries, if I had learned that the deep sadness that I felt, even if I was a hypersensitive kid, that it would have gone away. That I could handle it, if I was encouraged, if my strength was supported. I probably would not have gone through what I went through. I definitely wouldn't have. Because I watch my son learn as we teach him. After the some of the things, the negative things he already modeled when he was very young. He's learning new things. So I see that and I trust that process. So I want you to know that. That at any moment in time, you can change the way that you're parenting, the way that you think about your child. You can reframe your mind and and refocus it to thinking about being positive, encouraging your child. When they wake up every day, give them a hug, make eye contact with them, say good morning. Do imaginative play with them. If you don't know how to do it or it's hard for you to tolerate, that is okay. You can do hard things. I'm here to tell you that. I am here to tell you that self-preservation will fail your child. That your self-preservation, your valuing your own selfish needs over the needs of your child that you chose to bring into the world will have consequences for your child. Well, I speak from experience? And I can say that. I can say that openly because it is, I mean, amazing to, to be able to give this back to him. I wish I would have never had, he never went through it to begin with, but that is not something that I'm going to dwell on because that was yesterday. Today's today. We don't live in the past. We live in the present. And I want you to do the same when you think about the times where you weren't the best parent. That was yesterday. That was in the past. That's not today. That's not the next moment. Children, they can be resilient because, again, they just need safety and validation and love and encouragement. They need you to be present with them and to love them. When I ask people what they wanted their mom or dad to be like when they were younger, most people tell me, that they would have wanted their mom or dad to be present. You know, bar set pretty low. Love me, protect me, be present for me. Be stable emotionally for me. It's not that you can't do those things for your child right now. It's that you need to continue to push yourself to grow and learn how. And that has to, you know, be, be a higher value to you than your own pride and ego, fears. Your child's like development, ability to be autonomous, to be a stable adult in the world really depends on your ability to teach and model these behaviors and your partner, both of you together. So once you can get through and, and understand your contribution, if your partner also contributes to some of the issues in parenting. Eventually, once you're stable and you're consistent and you're tracking your habits and you're encouraging your child and you've built that bond, you'll be you'll know. You'll know because your child will want to be with you all the time. They'll want to spend time with you. Because they'll want to spend time with you when you're in a good mood. And eventually you're you'll be in a good mood most of the time, ideally, right? The more you work at this, chip away at it, You'll at least not be on a roller coaster. I'll say that. And then your partner can start to have a little bit of space to make mistakes so that that person can see how they can grow. Right? If you're confused about what your child can handle or can understand, research it. I love uh, Dr. Laura Markham. I think I've mentioned her on the show before. You can find her at www.ahaparenting.com, Dr. Laura Markham. She's got pretty awesome even course for uh, (laughs) positive parenting, excuse me, you can check out. So you can go on that website and you can read all about the development of your child, right? Not because you want to place some pressure on them or because you want to look and see if they're delayed or any of that. Just because you want to know if you're kind of getting the you're in the right spot. Right. Am I in the right spot here? Am I am I anywhere close to the target of what I should expect and not expect of this child? Right. Starting there. And then, again, habit tracker. I say it again because you need to really be mindful every day. You have to have this as your mission, and every day you have to come back to, am I encouraging my child, right? Old habits die hard is a common thing, and it's even harder for someone with BPD to continually connect with a mission because when emotions get high in the BPD brain, the mission is no longer there. It's almost washed away, right? So if you have it written all over your home or you have alarms on your phone, if you're working actively on changing your physical state to decrease your emotional intensity, you'll be able to recall your mission. Encourage your child, be present for them, love them, listen to them. Teach them in every moment when they are upset, teach them, play with them. Even if it's hard for you, imaginative play, set a timer. Talk to other people in the community. Face your social anxiety fears slowly, a little at a time. Sign up for a class that you can take with your child, with other people. Sit with the other parents in the class or at the sport. Learn. If appropriate, Consider not sending your child to therapy. Consider sending yourself to a parenting class or to a child therapist who can help you help your child, if appropriate, right? If you want to know what I mean by that, you know, just you can send us an email. Send me an email. You can give us a call, right? I'm not saying don't take your child to therapy. I'm saying that if you have a hard time regulating your own emotions and being a parent and you think that your child needs therapy because you're having a hard time, you seeking the therapy may be the better bet for the child because the child has already been through so much and they just want you and they want your presence and they want their parent. That's what I mean by that. So You can still email me though. I love hearing from you guys. So. Hopefully that helps you kickstart your parenting journey. I can give examples and I will moving forward on different more concrete things that you can do with your child and some things that worked for me in our journey and some things that didn't work for me. But really the bottom line is is creating that foundation for you and and you having an understanding that you know when you chose to be a parent even if it was something that kind of kind of got sprung on you, you now have to be an adult which means choosing relationship and valuing and honoring the relationship that you'll have with your child and your child's eventual leaving you and going off and being independent over your own need for comfort and self-control or selfishness I'm sorry because then you can connect with your child you can be proud of being able to teach them things it'll just be awesome so stay tuned next week for another episode of from borderline to beautiful Thanks for listening, that was from Borderline the Beautiful, a production of Skeeters Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at SkeetersStrength.com. If you like this show, remember you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, If you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful. Hope and help for individuals with BPD.